Support comes from the City of Elgin, celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a sip, shop, and stroll event in downtown Elgin, including a farmer's market, extended store hours, kids' activities, and refreshments. 19 miles east of Austin on Highway 290. More at elgintexas.gov. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hey there. You're listening to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and for a decade of my life, I was a touring musician with the band Asleep at the Wheel. And my favorite moments were always before or after the gig when people would sit around and play the music that they were into and tell you why they loved it. I got off the road a couple of years ago, but I still long to talk to musicians about music. And so I created this podcast because, in my opinion, Musicians are the most beautiful when they're talking about the music that changed them. This week, you're going to hear from Phineas O'Connell. He goes professionally by his first name, just Phineas. He's a singer and a songwriter and a producer, and he is Billie Eilish's brother and collaborator. He just released an EP of solo work called Blood Harmony, and I got to talk to him after his set at the Austin City Limits Music Festival about a song by Father John Misty that changed the way he approached songwriting. And... Just so you know, there is a lot of adult language in this episode, like a lot. So if you have kids around, you might want to wait to listen to this. So the song I wanted to talk about is this song called Holy Shit by Father John Misty. I think I heard a live session of him playing it on like a stage and like probably probably Numos in Seattle. And he was like on KEXP. And I think I just like heard it on YouTube. And I was like, what is this song? And I just fell in love with it. And it was the first song I'd ever heard of his, too. So it was like all of these things. Ancient holy wars Did religions holocaust New regimes, old ideas That's now myth, that's now real Original sin, genetic fate Revolution spinning plate Important to stay informed. The commentary to comment on. He's kind of a striking looking dude. Like just looking at Josh's like mane of hair and his epic beard and I liked his choice of shoes. He's wearing like some Sperry's or something. Um, so I'm I'm a fan of the ethos of, of Josh Tillman, Father John Misty. So I was just kind of enjoying watching it. And then the the lyrics are so compelling and he says some stuff in that in in that song that I think I like I didn't know was like on the table to say in songs. Like he says the golden era of TV at one point. Coliseum families, the golden era of TV. Eunuch sluts, consumer slaves, arose by any. It's like one of those phrases you've, you've heard your whole life. It's like, oh, it's a golden era of TV. But it's such a, like, modern, millennial, kind of vapid thing. And I love that he sort of says that. He might be super bummed about this comparison, but I feel the same lyrically about him that I do about Kesha. Because I've loved Kesha my whole life. I would love you to explain that more to me. Because Kesha says stuff that you're like not supposed to say in songs. She there's a song of hers that's awesome called Cannibal where she says anus. What's good for you? I 
think you're hot, I think you're cool You're the kind of guy I'd stalk in school But now that I'm famous, you're up my anus Now I'm gonna eat you, fool there's like double black diamond words in songwriting that like are rough to sing and like I think if you can really like own them and just like paint them into the milieu of like what you're trying to articulate like that's a win it feels like a very unfiltered song from him like it's cool because it's not like there are some songs that feel kind of unfiltered and they don't rhyme and stuff and this song rhymes the whole time it's all rhyme but the rhymes are like crazy there's so many good things that he says. Carbon, what does he say? Carbon footprint, incest dream. Fuck the mother in the green. Yeah. Um, Planet cancer, sweet revenge. Uh, isolation, online friends. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No. By the time you get to online friends, you're like, oh my, devastated. Yeah. Carbon footprint, incest dreams. Fuck the mother in the green. Planet cancer, sweet revenge. Because I think, you know, to me, my interpretation of the song is him just kind of, you know, his commentary on like, or, or maybe his just observationalism of like the crazy, you know, period of time we're living in and living through. And I've, I've heard, and, and he can, you know, dispel this, but I heard that he wrote it like right before he was getting married. That's what I've always heard about it. And that he was just kind of like flipping out about being alive. scarcity but what I fail to see is what that's gotta do with you and me oh, 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 oh. and so how old were you when you saw this I was like newly 18 when I first heard the song yeah. So you had been playing music for a while then, right? And writing songs? Oh, yeah. I'd been playing music for like six years at the time. When you hear, when you see someone do that, when you see Father John Misty or Kesha, like take on topics that you didn't really know people could like tackle in songs, does that free you to go into your own writing? With Yeah, absolutely. I think it just means like, I, like I'll, I'll use um, that song as a reference to one of the songs I'm most proud to have written, which is this song of mine called I Lost a Friend. And the first verse of I Lost a Friend is I lost a friend like keys in a sofa, like a wallet in the back seat, like ice in the summer heat. I lost a friend like keys in a sofa, like a wallet in the back seat, like ice in the summer heat. I lost a friend like sleep on a red eye. Like money on a bad bed Like time worrying about every bad thing that hasn't happened yet I know I'll be alright I don't know that like singing the word sofa is like a super brilliant lyric to sing But to me it was like No, but I've But I know But that's what I mean Is like That like That when you sit down in a, in a cushy couch And you stand up again and you're like Where's my shit? You know? Where's like And then you have to like take through the cushions Yeah Totally. That's like what's empowering about 
songs like Father John Misty's song, Holy Shit. So on this new record, I mean, this is a pretty personal record. You've done a lot of writing with your sister where you're like kind of writing in someone else's voice. So when you get into writing for your own voice, like how did you get there, I guess, is the question. It's kind of a roundabout. It's a cool question. It's kind of a roundabout thing because I think if you if you start out writing songs, the you're like a you're like a, a doctor practicing on himself. Like you're <laughs> you just start with your own body. You know, you're like t- you know injecting yourself. Um, and so I definitely started out at like twelve writing songs about myself, um, and and that was like whatever I, whatever I had to pull from at twelve, which was like probably fifty percent like bullshit and fifty percent like fantasies you know yeah. things i wanted to do like songs about girls that i would like look at across a starbucks you know what i mean so then when i was like 18 billy and i started making music together and that took off and we wrote songs and then i would write songs with other artists and i did that for like i don't know six months straight like every day and there was like this moment like six months in where i was like oh my god i haven't written a song about like how i'm feeling in like six months and it was like I, I either need to start going to therapy or I need to start writing songs about myself again or both, you know? So I, so I started doing both. <laughs> and like one of the first songs that was really like articulating that was this song called Break My Heart Again. That was just about this relationship that I'd had when I was very young. It had fallen apart like every young relationship. And then that person and I had reconnected five years later in our lives and like tried again. Been like, let's let's actually like try to you know make this work because we're not children anymore um and then of course it didn't work out again so i was like oh yeah this is why did i why did i think this was like a great idea the second time so go ahead and break my heart again leave me wondering why the hell i ever let you in are you the definition of insanity? Or am I? Or it must be nice To love someone Who lets you break them twice um, And that kind of started this like two year journey into like really writing about like everything I was going through you know letting myself say stuff that I was like you know my general rule with songs and it's it's the rule I follow with Billy it's the rule I follow with every other artist I collaborate with is like write about the stuff that you're uncomfortable writing about write songs that you'd be scared to put out because you wouldn't want the person who it's about to hear it and then put it the fuck out and like like you know do you ever give yourself an out though like when you're writing are you ever like I'm gonna write this song no one ever has to hear it I like I'm gonna say the thing you should start like every song that way I think like I'm writing a diary entry and then eventually you're like this has to this has to come out because I because it has merit you know do you think you have to have a certain amount of like because songs are they capture like a moment right yep. and often the once you sh- get it in front of people that moment has like passed right so do you think that's true do you think that you need that distance in order to put give it give it to other people because I think being very like putting yourself out there and letting people know where you are is such a vulnerable thing. It is. So like just to recircle around to like probably the, probably the song that was the most nerve wracking for me to put out in the whole cycle of music I've put out in the last five, six months 
was this song I lost a friend because it was about uh, a relationship I'd had that wasn't I think I think in a weird way we give ourselves these like free passes to write about like past significant others like they don't exist I and I think it's because it's like everyone has like an ex that they're uncomfortable with and so everyone has this feeling of like yeah that's a given like it's okay for you to talk about them like breaking your heart and whatever and in this case I was like writing about this like close friend of mine and I who had had a falling out and when I wrote it we were like kind of like reconnecting and like being friends again and now we've been really close for like the past year so it was like a tough it was a little bit like putting out a song like a breakup song about a girl you're dating again you know what I mean where you're like sorry I guess you know and so that was like one of very few songs I've had to like text the person and be like this is coming out next week and you know it's I wrote it a year ago and here it is and I was in a place we're in a different place now and you know does it strengthen a friendship to it did in that case yeah he was he was very very big about it he was very cool about it Uh, you know and I think the song I, I was never trying to like blame put any blame in that song it's kind of a song about it just like not working out and I think about like the circumstances of like the success that Billy and I've had together and, and me being like sad in the midst of that and people being like, why are you like, you're, come on. That's like a great this, line. Like, Oh, nobody, the, like you made, made it, made a little made too much money to be 20 and sad. But I'm not tonight. I'm on the men, but I lost a friend. I lost my mind. And nobody believes me. Say I know that he don't need me. Cause he made a little too much money to be 20 and sad And I'll be fine without him But all I do is write about him How the hell did I lose a friend I never had That was another line where I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm gonna say it. Like, that's not like a bragging line, but you say stuff and you're like, is this like like arrogant or like obnoxious to hear and well it's the reason like, that you don't say it out loud to other people it's because it's right. like totally but you know what then there's like a fucking every top 10 song is just rappers talking about like having billions of dollars <laughs> like we're in a time where there's a lot of like flex records out right but i don't think that's a flex i think that's more like you guys don't think i have the right to be sad right because i'm having a lot of success but like i'm fucking sad. bummed yeah yeah totally I feel like I feel like a Phineas Father John Misty songwriting collaboration sometime We've in the hung future. Out. We've hung out. I Hello. Just, I just, you know, asked him as many questions as he was willing to answer for like seven hours. Oh, my God. It was great. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. That What's was it? like, I was really just being a, someone was like, do you want to write with Josh? And I was like, I want to be a fan and just tell him how much a fan. <laughs> I, I just pretty much told him I was a fan for like eight hours. <laughs> yeah. We didn't make anything for his record or anything. I just was like, you're the best. And he was like, thanks, man. Let me he's tell you about the, songwriting. He's the coolest. Yeah. That is, well, that's good to know. I wasn't looking for you But you found me You found me Just as the smoke filled the room In the valley You asked me, do you want to die alone? And this is Dialogue from Phineas's new EP, Blood Harmony. And I'm going to admit something here. Holy Shit is one of my favorite songs. It's the song that I put on when, like, 
The storm is brewing in my soul, and I need a good, cathartic cry. Plus, I personally believe it to be the most perfect love song ever written. So was I excited that Phineas chose Holy Shit? Yes, I was. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out in October of 2019, then you are in luck because Phineas is on tour with the solo work right now. You can find a link to his tour dates on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. KUTX is the radio station in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast. You can also find a link to the video from KEXP of Father John Misty performing Holy Shit Live. That was the video that Phineas was talking about, the video that we referenced in this episode. And y'all, if you haven't subscribed to KEXP's YouTube channel, you totally should. They have a treasure trove of live performances there. And Phineas's sister, Billie Eilish, talked to Stephen Thompson from NPR Music on the bonus track stage at ACL Fest. And yes, you can find a link to that interview on the show notes page as well. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.